Hey, Rob, what do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flair Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flaremedia.online and tell Ellis we sent you. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. Hello, Rob. Hello, mate. How are you going? Very well, very well. Uh, I thought we'd decided we weren't doing that anymore because it was getting repetitive. I'm just being polite. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, this is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast. We're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. Uh, today, we have a very special guest in, uh, is it fair to say, Binfield and Sandhurst Town centre-back, uh, Idris Kamara? <laughs> is that is that fair to say? Um, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. But um, yeah, I, I probably count myself as more of a Binfield player. <laughs> <laughs> just Sandhurst for the minutes. Yeah, exactly. Doing a favour for a friend. Excellent. That's, that's always, that's, you see, so you're being polite like Rob. Rob's being polite as well. It's lovely. No, I, sorry, that that makes it sound slightly uh, slightly less important than it is. It's, it's obviously, as a, as a player, week in, week out, you need the minutes. And, you know, if you can, if yeah. you can get them enough. We'll talk We'll talk about that in a minute because dual reg- being dual registered must be quite an odd odd thing. But I wanted to just kind of go, go kind of start from the beginning with you, Idris. Where, where did you start playing? Where, where did you Where did you kick off? Um, well, I've been playing football for donkey's years, really. But I think in terms of, you know, men's football, where really all them kicked off for me was at Highmore Ibis. Yeah. Uh, took some time out of the game in my early 20s and then came back and for a good friend who was, who was the brother of the then assistant manager, Fabian Coltrez, who is um, over at Flatwell with Marcus. And they got me involved and played some games for them. And that season, we um, finished quite high and... And then I just stayed with them for a couple of years. Um, but when I really started getting some recognition in the local football grounds is when I joined up with Michael Herbert yeah. um, over at Mortimer and, you know, went from there to Woodley United. Woodley United obviously got promoted. And then from there went to Marlow, to Binfield, and then um, find myself here. <laughs> Where, where's here right now? Are you, are you, are you... Here's Binfield. Here's Binfield, Binfield at the moment. Um, and so uh, there's one thing. One thing that happened uh, went during your time at Woodley. Now, I saw you play a couple of times during Woodley uh, during during your time with Woodley, and it was obviously that promotion season uh, and and the cup final that you played against Marley United at Bracknell Town. Yeah. And and you know I, I, you stood out as not only because you're quite tall, um, but you just <laughs> stood out because it, 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 it was a, it was a solid sort of solid performance, and you know it was just you caught the eye a little bit. But I noticed it wasn't just me. The end of that Premier Division season that you played for Woodley United, you you picked up the player of the season for the for the entire league yeah was, was that what what was that like as a moment i mean that's, that's quite a proud moment i would think yeah absolutely i was um you know absolutely chuffed to bits really to get that recognition from um all the teams that I'd played against you know i thought i'd had a good year i was pleased with my performance obviously disappointed that we as a team didn't do too well but yeah to get that i was, I was pretty shocked pretty shocked you know, we finished second bottom, didn't really have a lot of points, um, didn't really score a lot of goals, and it was a long, tough season. So to get that was, yeah, I was really, really pleased. 
I mean, because if I remember rightly, it's voted for uh, by the man of the match after every game. So, so you've clearly impressed a lot of people, a lot of managers yeah. for a lot of different teams, teams down 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 the season. And and I think if I remember rightly, that summer you you made the move to Marlow, which was That's which would correct. have been a, a step up. Was that was that a big step up? How did you find that? It was a big step up, actually. I found that, you know, I was playing with better players week in, week out. There was a lot more competition for places. Um, the manager also viewed the game in a different way to what I've been used to um, at Woodley. Um, but there were a lot of good characters. So, you know, I knew quite a few people at Marlow. And as I finished the season with, um, with Woodley, I had a few offers. And, you know, I really wanted to test myself and play the highest level that I could possibly do you know I'm getting on and who knows how long my career will last for so yeah it was it was a good a good test it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to but it was a good test how much more is of a commitment is it playing at that uh, sort of level was that um step step four it would have been four I'm right thinking yeah uh, so you came from step five at Woodley and then uh, up to step four how much more of a commitment is it I mean Obviously, there's teams are further apart, so I presume there'd be more uh, travel. But um, what's it like in terms of uh, sort of week on week hours that you've got to give to the club? Yeah, um, when I was uh, approached about going to Marlow, um, I was really worried about you know the amount of travelling. But luckily, the league had been restructured that season. So in terms of distance, it was actually better than the Hellenic division was, <laughs> which was a massive, okay. massive positive to, to me. You know, um, I think the season before they were going up to Cambridge, Luton, um, oh, wow. up into, into Buckinghamshire. Whereas when I joined, it was along the M25. You had, you know, teams down in, in the northern part of Sussex and a lot of teams in and around the Thames Valley in West London. So it's an hour, an hour and a half max. Whereas against Brimscombe and Frupp or Lydney Town <laughs> doesn't fill me with any excitement whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the training and the uh, sorry, the training and the responsibilities like around um, uh, around the club in, in crews. Though, did you have to? We required to be there more or anything? No, no, it's it's the same as you know. Um, in in the Hellenic, you know, you train twice a week if you haven't got a game midweek. You know, you do an hour and a half, two hours. What would be different is training is just that bit more intense. You know, the players yeah. you're playing against, they're doing extras outside yeah. of, of training, ensuring they're fit, they're sharp. So you need to also do that as well, which I probably say I didn't have much. But there are some players who did that, but not everyone. So that that's possibly um, a, a difference. How many times did you play for Woodley that season? It, it, Oh, I think um, sometimes about one, fifty-one, fifty-two games. I think. And 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 what about what happened? Uh, what then, Marlow? Obviously, the the what what sort of it, that changed for you, didn't it? A little bit because, as you say, there was more competition. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. So I went into you know Marlow off the back of a, a really good season, player of the year, and I had a lot of offers, and yeah. so I wanted to go and test myself. And you know, I went into I think it was the second training session. And I injured myself. I right. Thought, God, this is a bit new because I've not really been injured in years. <laughs> so I went into that and then it was a good, I think it was about maybe six or eight weeks that I was out for. And that's during pre-season. So you've got that. You've got a new team. You've got a manager who knows of you, but there are other players that he knows a lot more about. 
So I came into the season, first game of the season, having played one game in pre-season. I wasn't really fit. I was getting myself back to where I know I can be. And the team was doing well. So, you know, the first week went by, the second week, the third week, and it just rolled on from there. And you're looking from the outside in, thinking, well, I can understand why I'm not playing, but I really, really want to play. Yeah. So he was really good to me, Mark. You know, he gave me cup games, gave me minutes in those, but it's hard to change a centre-back pairing that hadn't conceded any goals. And, you know, I had Callum Gallimore and Alex yeah. Salmon who couldn't fault them. Couldn't fault them. So, and I'm I'm not the sort of player who's, um, you know, going to upset unless it's really warranted. And I couldn't actually put my hand up and say, no, do you know what? I deserve to play ahead of them. <laughs> Um, it's a it's an interesting one, Idris, because I've, I've obviously speak to speak to different managers and to, at, at different times, and, and everything that I I hear about you is that you're you know you're, you're quite grounded in that respect, and obviously um, last season uh, you, you made the move to Binfield, you, and you don't but you don't strike me as the as the kind of player that would be that would be sort of angling for a move if 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 you'd not played yeah. for a couple of weeks. Obviously, yeah. um, you you mentioned Callum, that's that's an interesting one because obviously you played a lot for Binfield last season and then and yeah. then this season in comes Callum again and there's a couple of yeah. other and then you've got a player like uh, Liam Gavin as well who yeah. who is yeah. who's thoroughly stepped up. I've watched him over the last couple of seasons and he's he's a completely different player to the to the yeah. one that I saw two, three seasons ago. So suddenly you've got you've got competition at Binfield as well. Um yeah. are you looking at that sort of going, Oh, here we go again? Or or is it just is it a bit slightly different because you, you've you've been there longer, you know Roger and, and you know those guys. You always get those feelings um, that, like you say, here we go again. Am <laughs> I going to be sitting on the bench for a little while? Is this the right club for me? But, you know, I've always backed my ability. I've always been really, um, really steadfast in knowing what I can do, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And that if I do the right things, if I go to training, if I try hard, I will get my chance, you know. And there were probably a good few weeks where Callum and Liam were playing out of their skin. And that's what competition does. You know, it makes everyone raise their game. And coming towards, or <clears throat> well, before the season got cancelled, I did start playing more games. Yeah. You know, people were going on holiday and then you come, you get your chance and you take it. And um, that was what Dodsey was really good at, Um Jason Plague, you know, he kept in contact with me regularly. He was always just checking in, letting me know that, you know, I, I am in the thoughts, that, you know, there are reasons why things are happening and there's not a lot you can do about it. And as you grow up in football, you realise that this just happens sometimes, you know. There will come a chance and a time that you can play. You just need to take it, really. Um, you mentioned that the season has ended Um uh, as it has at the moment, uh, Binfield were looking good for um, uh, uh, competing for promotion. If not, you know, uh, uh, points per game wise, they were uh, one of the teams who were uh, perhaps due to go up. Um, how do you feel about the season being ended the way it has? Um, do you? Uh, yeah, obviously, no one wants it to be ended this way. But um, what do you think about the decision that's been made um, to end the season to avoid as it is? It's a great question, Rob. So, um, obviously, what's going on um, outside of the footballing world has to take precedent. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. You know, people are suffering out there. Um, I, I feel like you know, it is a bit unfair. You know, we've we've gone on an, an amazing run to get ourselves into a position where we could realistically win the league. 
we've gotten into a position where based on points per average we could have gone up i think a lot of players in the uh, in the team were really excited about the um, proposition of you know the west london super league and to have all that <laughs> taken away when when nothing's really been decided is a bit of a kick in the teeth you know we've had a really yeah. great season yeah. it just feels that you know it's just been expunged and and we've got to then go again but you know the um the team that we have positive you know we'll have that team next season for the whole season who knows what will happen next year we're back in the um fa vars so there are some positives um and we're not the only team that's been that's had a potentially a really successful year taken away from us so it's a yeah. it's an interesting thing so you say that like kind of keeping the team together next season and that kind of obviously every so often a team comes along that's got a really tight knit group of players and I've sort of seen that at Bracknell Town over the last few years and and it feels yeah. like Binfield right now has that that spirit probably probably at Ascot as well they 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 have that kind of team spirit so so you'd hope that yeah. there would be a group of players there that that uh, that kind of stay together and, and would almost kind of try and try and go and I was thinking about this the other day. The, the, the way things have gone, it's a little bit like on, on football manager or championship manager, whichever you... It's like when you lose your save <laughs> and you've got to kind of reset it and start again. Yeah. But it, you're right, it gives you another go at the Vars, which um, which is which is a brilliant opportunity. And and do you, is that something that... the That Binfield squad that is there, if it stays together, has got a real shot at the Vars. Do, was it... What sort of... Was it dis- how disappointing was it to, to kind of miss out on that kind of... Uh, was it, I think we're just getting towards the quarterfinals. How disappointing was yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's the furthest that I've ever been in the in the Vars, and you know we, I mean, no discredit to Deal Town. You know we had we had good chances in the first leg, yeah. um, barring a couple of errors, we were good for the win in the in the return fixture, um, and then to take it to a penalty shootout, and I, I think it was to lose on 15, 16 penalties, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that is um, really heartbreaking, you know. But as as a team, you know, it, it puts us in, um, it gives us a really strong feeling that you know we can go on a little bit further. You know, two games away from Wembley, getting into the the, the national stages of yeah. the actual competition would have been amazing. So who knows how far we can go next year? It's a, it is it is an interesting sort of conundrum that clubs have got because you've almost got, as I say, you've got a reset. You can kind of go again. And yeah. Where where do you see where do you kind of see yourself going from from this point on? Because obviously, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll still be at Binfield and competing for a place. But what sort of what sort of things are you aiming for in in the what what the career that you've got ahead of you? Anything you want to try yeah. and achieve? It would be lovely to win the league, win the Vars. You know, that's that would be the absolute pinnacle. Um, yeah, who knows how long I've got left? Who knows <laughs> what what the next couple of months has in store? But yeah, it would be great to to finish with you know a double, win those win those competitions. So that's what we're aiming for. Well, looping back to something uh, we touched on earlier on, uh, you're saying you also have had a few minutes for Santos so far. Um, yeah, Santos Town this season. Um, obviously, that's under a, a dual registration. I mean, how how um, how do you? How much? How do you? How does that come about? And how do you? Uh, uh, how did you end up there getting a, a few minutes? And and yeah, is it um, is it complicated trying to balance the two clubs at, at all, or is it just like Binfield and then if I'm not playing there, Sandhurst, uh, I can go along. Yeah. So um, 
Michael Herbert, the manager at Sandhurst Town, I think my um, the recognition that I started getting uh, in the local football circles really started when I went to go and work with him. Um, he just he, he got me and you know how to get the best out of me. Did a lot of coaching, a lot of one-to-one stuff. So um, yeah, I owe a lot to him. So when the opportunity came to get some minutes. You know, and it's come about a few times when I've been at Marlow, when I was at um, Binfield. You know, if he's got a gap and he needs someone and I haven't got a game, I'd rather play a than, you know, go to training. I love training, but I'd rather play football. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, any any chance I've got to go and help him out, I, I absolutely will do. Um, in terms of the balance, um, luckily I know quite a few of the boys down there from my time at Woodley so it is like walking into another dressing room that I know there are new faces but um they're all really friendly you know they've got a good group down there that are quite positive they're welcoming with open arms so going in as technically an outsider isn't much of a daunting experience um Idris Rob and I just had to look this up just before we we spoke to you but um, am I right in thinking at Woodley you played with your brother no, no. So that's my um, cousin. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced someone at Woodley told me that that uh, that Abdul was your was your brother, but uh, I, I'm going to blame I'm going to blame someone there. Who would you say is older? Yeah. <laughs> um, so play, playing with your cousin, it's it sort of having. I I've, I've played with my brother a couple of times in in a, in a team. Yeah. Is it is that how? What does that kind of what element does that bring to to it? Does that did who? How did did you bring him there? Um, he he introduced me to um, to Michael oh, okay. actually before we went to Mortimer. Yeah, so I think maybe two seasons prior to that, Michael had been asking me to go and join, and had Abdul as his mouthpiece. Effectively, <laughs> wherever we went, it was yeah, he's really good. Need to just give him a chance. So yeah, I gave him a mm-hmm. chance, and and it and it was great. But playing with my cousin, um, it's good, you know, because being in a team with someone that you already know inside and out brings out the best in you also yeah. brings out the worst yeah. because <laughs> you know how to push those buttons absolutely slightly just a little bit more so yeah it's um it's de- it definitely has its advantages you know you see um lots of brothers in the hellenic league who play together and and they just yeah they, it works it works really well you see that they're quite close did it add something a little bit special when you uh won the league and went up uh or went up from uh yeah it did the, uh, div one east yeah it did it did yeah that's uh that was a occasion um, and a really good reward for how hard we work not just during the season but before the season you know the the amount of effort that you put in the manager's telling yeah we could do really well this year and you you, you think it but obviously it's a new <laughs> league new teams lots of um, established players in that league but yeah it was um, a really good really good season really good reward um, I, w- I wanted to just ask you. Obviously, my, Michael Herbert had has had um, clearly from speaking to you has had quite a quite an impact on your on your non league football career. What what's he like as a as a manager? What's what's the goss? He is a very detail orientated person. He um, he does his research. He knows how he wants to play football and the kind of players that are going to work well for him. Um, very very good coach. Um, gets the right people around him. Um, I think he'll do well. I think I think that league is um, misleading. You know, there's some really good teams yeah. in that in that league, and you know, losing losing a goal scorer like Charlie the season before last, and um, 
having players coming in and out hasn't really helped. Um, but, you know, one or two seasons, bring the right players in, I think you'll do really well. You'll definitely go and manage higher. Obviously. I think they, it's an interesting one with Santos because they've, they've been at a, a slightly higher level previously and I think I think they look on the verge. And again, like like Binfield, like uh, like a couple of other sides, like uh, Hollyport, yeah. we spoke to Derek Sweetman yesterday. Um, yeah. You know they were they were on the verge of being a a combined counties Premier Division side, so it is really a a tough a tough uh, a tough thing. But you know we we all get to go again. Um, what it, what are you looking forward to doing over over the summer? What what, what do you normally do uh, when you're on the off season? <laughs> normally, um, I frequent um, a number of festivals. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to be going on a few SAGs this year, but um, much to my girlfriend's uh, joy, they've pretty much been cancelled. Um, so, do you know, I- I'm going to take this pre-season um, and-, and this off period as a chance to get myself as fit as possible. You know, there'll be no distractions. Um, it'll just be about ensuring I'm in the right shape for next year, which will hopefully be a really good season. Okay. Um, so, and I guess in in terms of uh, in terms of where where you kind of go next. So, so are you are you conv- are you absolutely convinced now that the 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 season has ended? Is that is that has, have you been told as much as that? Do you know? Because um, there, there's a there's a couple of um, people have, have yeah, been putting yeah. in appeals and stuff like that as a yeah, player. That's, yeah, I think that's. Um, that's what we're working off, you know, what we know, but I have seen that there have been appeals put in, which, you know, if the appeals go in and they're, um, they're successful, great for us. Um, if they're not, um, then we're back to square one, but in any case, I still need to ensure that I'm um, <laughs> in the right shape possible. Idris, uh, thank you. Oh, go on, go on. I had one or two more questions, but uh, maybe I can yeah. do sort of like a, a fire or something like that. Um, <laughs> who, uh, who would you say was your best centre-back partner that you've had over the, the course oh, of your career good. so far? Oh, best centre-back partner, I'd have to say, um, yeah, Liam Gavin. I think this season, um, and having seen last year, the the, the change in and, and just increase in, in, in levels from him has been really, really pleasing to see, you know. He's coming with confidence, great decision making, great in the air, um, and he deserves every success that he's had so far. You know, getting supported player of the year, it's been really good. And uh, well, I did have two or three more, but maybe I'll uh, just ping them at you. So, uh, what about uh, uh, toughest opponent, hardest uh, person you've had to uh, play against? Anyone you could put your finger on that you know. Uh, yeah, Liam Ferdinand. He's an elusive, <laughs> elusive character. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good. But there's there's a, there's a few more. You know, he's definitely up there. Jordan Brown. He's definitely up there. Um, uh, TJ Buan. Yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. He's very. He's a very, he's a very good player. Um, yeah. So those those three have definitely definitely been decent. Um, unfortunately, I never played against Sean Moore, but in training, he's a yeah. bit of a handful. But <laughs> he, he looks a, he looks a handful. He looks an absolute handful. Um, yeah. Rob, sorry, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna interrupt uh, interrupt your your line of questioning. But obviously, Sean Sean Binfield is is captain this year, and I've I've heard lots of things from from various different sources about you know about the the type of captain he is. But what what do you, what's your, what's your sort of take on 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 Sean? Because he's he's quite a young lad to to be captaining a side, especially a successful yeah, he side. Is. 
Yeah, he is. He is quite young, but I think what he does is he um, he lets his ability do the talking. Um, you know, he's not the most vocal, but you've got a team that's got so much experience and a lot of characters in it that he doesn't need to be. What he needs to do is put the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, in that division, I don't think there's anyone better as a striker. So, yeah, he does what he needs to do. Sorry, Rob, you uh, you well, carry on. Go on, then. Going from the sort of like a, a, one of the best uh qualities in the division or one of the best strikers in the division who's the worst person you've had for training with who's been terrible at training and only ever uh, <laughs> worst, tra- the game. worst trainer has to be George Short but guy <laughs> flicks it on he flicks it on on a Saturday doesn't he oh yes <laughs> <laughs> he don't do, he's not good on the in the middle of the week then no no not at all not at all <laughs> <laughs> Set such high standards on a Saturday that you know at training, it's not the same player. <laughs> yeah, sadly, Idris, I was the opposite way around. I was always half decent at training and uh, and absolutely dreadful on a Sunday morning when I was playing Sunday league. <laughs> right, go on. I'll go well, one more. Who's the uh, biggest prankster off the uh, pitch? Who uh, who, who uh, pulls the most uh, pranks and uh, winds everyone up the most? Uh, the, or the person you've played with throughout your career? Oh, biggest prankster. Um, ooh. I think, again, I'm going to have to go with um, Sean Moore. Sean Moore or, or, or Sean. <laughs> forever, forever pulling pranks, you know. I mean, we've got Will Shaw, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the coach trip for Deal Town yes. Away. I'd forgotten Convinced this. him that we're all going to turn up in um, full suits, you know, full suits. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming his absolute Sunday best and gotten on the coach, and lo and behold, everyone's in their tracksuits. <laughs> but fair play, he took it like an absolute champ. But <laughs> oh, it was a great start to what was a long journey. <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a fun journey that one. Now, obviously, everybody was doing yeah. doing karaoke songs. Uh, yeah. For for the for the sort of the uh, the uh, what they call the initiations. Yeah. Um, I know you you obviously you've been there. You didn't need to do one, but what would you have got up and and done? Um, I would have sang uh, Robbie Williams' "Angels." Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Or um, Adele, someone like you. I'm a diva. A bit of a voice on you, whether it is there. I've got a beautiful voice. Not as, not as good as um, Josh Helmore's, who, who's, you might be able to see it on the Binfield Twitter page. His initiation was very good. Great tone. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just remind one thing? We I talked to you about this uh, when we were on the coach trip, I think. Um, yeah. there, was, there was the game, I think it was against Chalvey. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. Then the, the match has stopped and the ball's been booted back across and it absolutely wallops the referee. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was, it might, it feels like it was only you and I that saw it, but you obviously, yeah. you, you've fallen to the ground, creased up laughing. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I wish I'd had it on video because it, it was so good. What, what, are you watching the ball coming over? You see, it's going to hit. It's going to. What happened? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this could actually hit him, and he's completely oblivious. <laughs> well, well, let's just see this play out from a distance, <laughs> and then lo and behold, it's getting closer. I'm like, oh my god, it's going to hit him, and then it has, and he's just, uh, what's happened? What happened there? I'm like, oh, this is incredible, and it was um. Yeah, the game was kind of petering out as well, yeah. so it's nice to have a bit of excitement. <laughs> the Tuesday or Wednesday evening. Yeah, it was cold and wet and horrible, if I remember rightly. But yeah, yeah. it was a good one. Um, Rob, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, you wanted to ask? Oh, oh, one more then. What's uh, your proudest achievement in your career to date? 
would have to be the Hellenic Player of the Year. You know, oh. my mum's got it on a mantelpiece. <laughs> it, it helps me win most football arguments. You know, yep. it's been my, my player of the year. <laughs> but no, it, it, has, to, it has yeah. to. It has to be that. You know, I think playing in um, playing that season, that league, first time, playing against some really, really good players, probably players that I'd say are better than me, better technically. You know, to get that and to be voted for by all the chairmans and clubs is, yeah, probably my proudest achievement in football. Idris, our final question that we ask everybody uh, before we sign off. Um, while we're all stuck in isolation, can you recommend a box set or a TV show that you're watching just to all help us through the long, dark oh, spring right. days? Yes, yeah. Um, I would recommend uh, Ozarks, yep. which I'm watching at the oh, moment. Yeah. Um, I'd also go with... Um, Money Heist as well. Okay. Really good. Um, so, yeah, those are the two that I'm watching at the moment. And Money Heist has the new season today. Oh, wow. And the number one this weekend. So, oh, there we go. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your week sorted out then. Absolutely. The weekend is sorted. <laughs> uh, Idris Kamara, thank you very much for joining us uh, today on me. our Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and Rob Davis. Um, it's our pub, but not in a pub chat. And you can find more podcasts if you just go and search Berkshire Football Stories on any podcast app. Um, we're doing these daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. Um, all that's left to say is uh, it's goodbye from me, Rob. It's goodbye from me as well. And Idris. Goodbye from me. Thanks, guys. <laughs>